praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing Great All the earth's gonna sing it out All the earth will shout your praise
Jesus, the name above. Jesus, the only one who could answer. Worthy.
pouring over you, pouring over me. Come and be filled. Come and be filled. Won't you come and be filled? Come and be free again. No more sorrow, no more shame. No more guilt and no more pain. This is my love for you. This is my desire for you, my bride. You are my bride. I made you spotless and white. You are my bride. And I'm here. I am here right there by your side.
to your presence you are all I So I run to you, I reach for you, shepherd I run to 
and I reach for you when shadows embrace my soul you light moves leading me home leading me all the way to you when shadows embrace my soul your light removes them leading me home leading me all the way to you lift hands when shadows embrace my soul your light removes them oh leading me home Father, we run, we run to you this, this morning. We're so grateful that you love us. We're so grateful that your presence is alive and well. That you're more than words, letters in a book. But Father, you are alive in us. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mercy and kindness. We thank you for your grace today. Holy Spirit, continue to have your way in this moment together, we pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, we could just go and go, can't we? It's so beautiful. So beautiful. How many here this morning can really sense and feel Jesus? in this place. Lift your hand if it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's real, isn't it? You know? <laughs> and it's really important to know it's real. It's really important to know it's real. Because there's a world out there that needs to know the reality of God. God wants to fill the space. You know, one, one year we did this concert in a, it's, it, was a it was a horse ranch in France. And uh, there was about 50-odd people there. You know, we, we're not too concerned about numbers as a ministry. There's, there's something more important than influence, and that is obedience. And sometimes you just go to places where there's just a few, but God has a purpose for us being there, you know. And so just being available, thank you. What an amazing team. Give the worship team a big, big hand. Thank you so much for helping us out today. Phenomenal. What a phenomenal group. But, but sometimes God will send you to places and spaces. There's just a few. And, and if, if you were to look at the numbers in the flesh, you can get discouraged. But God, God always has a plan. Say, God has a plan. And so we're at this horse ranch and we go to all these people. And there was one specific couple that were there on a date for the concert. And on that day, just down the road, there was this massive festival with 30,000, 40,000 people. They were meant to go to that one. But they decided to come to ours. And afterwards, the lady comes up to me and she says with just tears, tears in her eyes, she says, I have never, I was supposed to go to that concert down the road. But I, what I experienced today, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> man, it's beautiful. God is in the pursuit of people and he loves this world so much and so we do our best to just let his presence shine let his presence shine praise you Jesus the message that I believe God wants to deposit in our heart today is called Jesus cried out say that Jesus cried out over the years, we've seen amazing moves of God's Spirit in the places. And this year, we've got new doors opening in Greece. We're going to go to Turkey with, come on, we're going to go to Turkey. We're going to go to 
Turkey. <laughs> and we got this new album. The Lord blessed us with a with an RV. An RV, yeah. And 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 so um for 22 years, 16 of those years as a married couple, we've brought this message, liberation message to the nations of the world. In over 40 countries, we've seen the good news spoken in pubs and clubs and bars and the churches, wherever God opens that door. And we are as passionate today, Pastor, as what we were when we first started. We're even more passionate today than when we first started. When I was 16 years of age, I had this incredible encounter with God. Up until age 16, my whole life revolved around sport. Rugby in the winter, cricket in summer. I was a very good athlete and had a potential to go to be paid to do what I do. But how many know that God, God had another plan for me? Amen. So overnight, I went from being a, a guy who was consumed with my sport to a young man who just wanted to know, is there a God and is He real? Mum would say to me, son, it's one thing to know about God. It's one thing to see the stuff He does, but it's another thing to actually know Him personally. And so I took the rugby ball and the cricket bat and I stuck it in the closet and I began to walk up and down my bedroom for weeks and weeks crying out to God, God, I've seen the things you do. I've heard the things you do, but I wanna know you personally. How many know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him? But it takes diligence. It's not a, it's, it's a one-stop shop. It's not like a, 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 a McDonald's hamburger. It just doesn't happen overnight. We've got to be diligently pursue Him. And as we diligently pursue Him, you never know what might just come in your door. Amen. And so here I am at 16 years of age, two weeks passes, pastor, not a goosebump. Not a goosebump, nothing. But suddenly, when I least expected it, this presence came in to the, literally came in to the room. I fall on my face and I begin to weep like I was, just weep and weep. When the Holy Spirit comes, comes on me, I just begin to weep. I just begin to weep. And it's not sad tears, it's beautiful tears, good, good tears. I don't know how long I was in this moment, but all I can tell you is the young boy that stood up was different from the one that went down. And pastor, all I wanted to do was tell the world about Jesus. We didn't come from monkeys. We didn't evolve from animals. We, we, were, we were made in the image and likeness of God Himself. Come on. God made those furry little creatures and we all love to watch. We pay a lot of money to go and see those furry little creatures. But the difference between you and me and the furry little creature is the furry little creature was made in the incredible genius that God is. But you and I were made in His image and likeness. Come on. And so in my bedroom, along with God, I was like a roaring lion, bold, courageous, king of the jungle. Yeah. King of the jungle. But every time I went to step out to share this experience with God, I went from being the king of the jungle to the skinniest, scrawniest little kitty cat you could ever imagine. I went from being a free man to a bound man. Why? Well, as a young boy, I couldn't speak too well. I stammered. I stuttered. Even today at times when I'm sleepy, tired, I'll still stutter. But back then I couldn't hardly speak. And so I was scared of what people would think of me if I came to them and I just couldn't seem to get it out. We all have things in life that seem like giants. They just seem as like obstacles, man. And for many of us, it is sad to say we live bound by those things, even in the church. But God wants to make us free. And how I overcome my problem, how I overcame my giant, is the same way I believe today that all of us can overcome the thing, those things that want to just squash you, shut you up with no vision, no hope. 
And there's some of you here today. And the Holy Spirit is here to heal you and break you free. But how I overcame my issue is it'll be the same way that you'll overcome yours. How did I overcome it? The more time I spent with Him. The more time I invested in Him, the more He filled me with Him and His love until one day His love in me was stronger than my fear of what anybody would think of me if I came to them and I just could not seem to get it out. Perfect love casts out all fear. And now, over 22 years has passed, over 40 countries, going all over the globe. People are hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus in the most incredible places because of Jesus and what He did for me. And that same Jesus is here. That same Jesus is here to set you and I free. He's here to set you free. He's here to liberate. He's here to make us whole. He's here to break the barriers and the bondages and all the containment that would try to hold you captive. You're not an American. You're a citizen of heaven, for goodness sake. I'm not a New Zealander. I'm a citizen of heaven. This is not my home. I'm like a pilgrim passing through a very strange land. And it's getting stranger and stranger. This is not my home. I'm not of this world. <coughs> and so my whole life is about being a witness. Witnessing. What am I doing this morning? I'm, this is what Jesus did for me. This is more than this. What is this whole book? This book is a witness, a testament. It's people who really lived on this earth. They told their story. They wrote it down. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, many personal stories. This is what this book is. We have all got our story to tell. We've all got a witness in our lives. The early church was fueled by people who unashamedly shared their story, their testimony, their witness with the world. A witness is one who gives evidence. Come on. Gives evidence it's, or, or testimony of things or people. The early church was fueled by people who unashamedly shared their story. We, we see Peter. The Apostle Peter, the Peter who walked with Jesus, he heard him speak, he saw his life and the ministry, the Peter who walked on water. You remember Peter, everybody. The Peter that vowed to protect Jesus. The Peter that denied Jesus three times. That Peter, after the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all filled with the Spirit, the Bible says in Acts 2, 14, people began to mock him, accusing the disciples of being drunk with wine. Peter stood up boldly and proclaims, he says in Acts 2, he says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice to them and he said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. How bold is that? Heed my word. These are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is that. This is that. This is that. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Peter knew his Bible. Peter knew the witness of a man called Joel. Come on, somebody. Peter had read the witness of a man called Joel who said there's coming a time in history when the, the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon this planet. It began 2,000 years ago and it continues today. He says, he says, says guys, hold on. These are not drunk as you think. No. Since it's only the third of the other day. But this is that which was spoken by 
Joel, you remember Joel? Joel, he said, and it shall come to pass in the last days. It was the last days then. How far along are we now? It shall come to pass, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants, on my maid servants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, says the Lord. It says, I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapour of smoke. Then the sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, listen, it shall come to pass. Come on, somebody. It shall come to pass that whoever, not it doesn't say everybody will call on His name, but whoever shall call upon His name shall be saved. Acts 3. Acts 3, <coughs> again, Peter sharing what he had witnessed. He witnessed stuff. The whole b- b- book of Acts is about the people who had witnessed stuff. Acts 3.11, now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran to them in the porch, which was called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded and says, Men of Israel, Men of Israel, why do you look so intently on us? As though through our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified His servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. Come on. He's reminding them of their history. He's witnessed. He, he was there, right? Peter was there. He saw what happened. He knew what was going down. And he says, he says in, verse, in verse 18, but those things which God foretold, come on, the things that God said would be out of the mouth of His prophets that Christ would suffer, He has fulfilled. Repent therefore. And be converted that your sin may be blotted out so that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of God. Corinthians 13.1 By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. The Bible family is full of witnesses, testimonies, stories that establish the reality of God in the earth. His, and and, 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 and in, in Solid Rock, at Solid Rock Church, His witnesses are alive right now, right today. The witness of heaven lives in this place. I'm a witness. You're a witness. We're witnesses of Jesus. He's real. He's real. He's alive. My family and I are witnesses to the provision, the protection, and the purpose of God. Two years ago, we discovered that children grow. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. Yeah, we discovered that little babies don't stay little babies forever, but they grow. And so we say, we, we're, every, every year we do like a 20-state tour all around, all around America. And we're like, Father, we are honoured to do what we do. And if this is the space that you want us to occupy, we're happy to stay in the space. But our kids are getting bigger and we kind of need a little bit more space other than the vehicle that we, we have. And so he drops in our heart this idea, why don't you get an RV? I've seen them pass, seen them go around. I don't know nothing about RVs. And so I began to investigate what about an RV. To cut a long story short, we narrowed it down that the best RV the best on fuel, the best on the resale, the best RV to get would be a Mercedes-Benz Winnebago View 24J RV. All right? And, and I'm like, okay. So I, I begin to look on the internet. My wife begins to look on the internet. My, I didn't look. Natasha looked. I'm sorry. 
She begins to look and, and it's, all, it's all good except it's like in between eighty dollars and $90,000. Well, I don't, I'm not a debt guy. I hate debt. I don't want to be in debt. I'm not going to get into debt. But how many know God, God has a plan? And so He dropped in my spirit, believe for half the amount. I will take care of everything else. So we begin to believe. Believe, 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 believe. We toured through New Zealand, 2018. We're not asking pastors to get up and ask for offerings. We're just believing. Lord, I don't know how it's going to happen. Long story short, one of the pastors had heard about our <coughs> faith step. He gets up, he says, this family tours all over America if you're here today and you would love to support them, they believe in God for an RV, please sow into the, sow into the ministry. Offering comes, it is $10,000 over and above what we normally get. Come on, somebody. So, so, so when, that, when that happens, we, we then go, okay, we are hearing clearly. We know we're on the right path. So we begin to sow, we're sowing, we're sowing, we're giving, believing. Uh, we come to uh, America and uh, we do our tour around America in our little car, tour around America. And, and we, we, every time we see an RV, we say, we believe you receive, we believe you receive in Jesus and we believe you receive in Jesus. And Father, we thank you for your will, we believe you receive. Even when we miss the RV, the kids in the back would go, Father, we believe you receive, we believe you receive, we believe you receive. Right. So... 2019 arrives, we begin to tour around America. Again, we're not telling anyone to get up and take no offering, all right? If this is God, then He, he will make a way. That's what we believe. And so I'm, I'm speaking in a ch church in Memphis. I'm done. Uh, it's Monday afternoon. I get a phone call from one of the guys in the church asking, would you come and speak in my home cell? Now, on the Tuesday, we're scheduled to drive all the way to Texas. And I'm, so I'm tired. It's been a long day. It's been an awesome time. But I'm just like, I don't know if I want to go. The Holy Spirit says, get yourself to that space. So we get to this place. There's 15 people there. We have a wonderful time. After we're done, I walk out to go home. There's a man and his wife standing there. He has his checkbook open. And he says, I'm writing you a check for $10,000 and we're going to start supporting you with $100 a month. So, so we got 10. We got 20, right? right? Two days after we get to Texas, and again, to cut a long short, the pastor's wife gets up and she decides to say, hey, this family is believing God for an RV. If you're here today and you want to support them, by all means, give. The offering comes in and it's $15,000. So we got our 10. Come on, somebody. We got our 10. We got our 20. We got 35. Someone else gave another five, all right? And sitting in the car park out there is our RV. To add, to, add, to add to the story, last May, last May, we had the money in the account. We're looking everywhere for this RV. saying, Father, where's the RV? Where'd it go? It's like in Texas or somewhere all over the place. We're like, wow. Something in our heart says, wait till the beginning of this, this year. So we hold, we hold, we hold, we hold. Natasha's having a look around. Suddenly, January, in, in Sacramento, there's nothing. For months, nothing. But in, <laughs> this is good, people. And I pray, no, I, I pray we have an ear to hear because God is alive and He's your God. The same God I serve is yours and the same Abba that is mine is yours. And what connects us is the DNA of heaven because in the blood is the DNA of heaven. It, it all connects us. We are, we're not a community. We're not having community. We're not a community church. Oh no, we're not community. No, we're, we're, we're deeper than a community. Come on. We're a family. We're connected by the blood of Jesus. And all I'm doing is saying, hey, this is my witness. This is absolutely true. I have to say the rest of this. So Natasha says, honey, I just saw this. It just popped up January this year. It's a Winnebago view. It's 2017, 80 grand, and it's only got three and a half thousand miles on it. And I said, she said, it can't be true. 
So we left it for two weeks. So it can't be true. And our spirit, she's like, babe, let's just go and have a look. She said to her, honey, can we go and have a look? I'm like, okay, let's go and have a look. We go and have a look. Lamisa near Ikea, Lamisa here. Sure enough, the only Winnebago view there, $2,017, And it's only got less, uh, around 3,000 miles on it. It's practically brand new. It's parked out there. It's parked out there. What? Parked out there. I just thought, I'd just say, but, this, but, that's, but that's not the end of the story. And I got, I got to share, stuff sort of drops in my heart. So then sign up, we, you know, the money's in the account and we're getting set to go to give them the cash, right? I mean, it's not until you give them the cash that it's really yours, right? And so we'd, we came to the church here. We were driving home and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't want to give them $34,000, whatever it is. I don't want to give them that money. I'd rather just have it sit in the account. It's kind of more comfy, right? <laughs> and and so, and we, so, so I said to Natasha and the kids, kids, guys, let's, we are all set to go. We're about to hand over the money and all that stuff. But we just need, we really need to hear from the Lord if this is really Him, right? And so, and so we're praying. And as soon as I said, amen, no joke, a Mercedes-Benz, Winnebago, the exact same color, drives right past us. Come on, somebody. And now it's parked out there. Come on, let's give Jesus something. My family and I are witnesses to the incredible provision of God. You are witnesses to the incredible provision of God. My family and I are witnesses to the incredible, miraculous power of God to heal. Last year, we were in Ohio. Uh, we did a night of the worship. This lady comes up to me. She says, sir, can I talk? I said, yes. She says to me, last year when you were here, as you were singing that song, over me, the rain is falling, pouring over me. She says to me, I felt this thing come upon me and I felt that something left me. Right? She said to me, the next day I go to, she said, I've been an epileptic. I've been an epileptic for my whole life. She says, I go to the doctor the next day and I sp the doctor keeps me for an extra two days because he says, honey, I don't know what it is, but you are no longer an epileptic. There's no sign of epilepsy in your life. You're totally healed. I said to her, have you had any seizures since she says it's been a year? One year, one year, and nothing has touched me. Nothing has come upon me. We are witnesses to the incredible power and reality of God and body of Christ. We must not let our witness die. We must not let that witness go to sleep. We must not allow ourselves to lose the testimony of what Jesus Christ has done for real in our lives. Revelation 12, 7 says, it reminds us of the power of our witness. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. Revelation 12, 7, and it says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. Listen carefully. So the dragon, say the dragon. So the dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil. That devil was cast out who deceives the whole world. He was cast, listen, where was he cast? He was cast from where? To, the Bible says, he was cast from heaven to earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, somebody. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, 
And all you who dwell in them, listen, but woe. Say woe. Woe to who? Listen carefully. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Where was the dragon cast to? Where? To the earth. There's a dragon roaming the earth today. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's very important that we understand the word may. He may. It doesn't mean he will. He may devour. So we must be vigilant. We must be sober. And we must use the weapons that God has given us to defeat him in our lives. The dragon, the dragon we're talking about even came to Jesus. Where's that? Luke 4. Listen, Luke 4, 5 to 8. Then, then the devil, taking him up on high, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And the devil, say the devil. Listen to this. And the devil said to him, all this authority. What authority? Over the kingdoms of the world. The devil has authority over the kingdoms of this world. I'll say it again. The devil has authority, he's been given authority over the kingdoms of the world. But it doesn't mean that he has to have authority in you. Look, and he says, he says, to God, to the Son of God. He says, oh, he says, all this authority I have, I'll give it to you. Because why? He says, because it's been given to me. And I give it. To whoever I wish, my precious ones. <laughs> to whoever I wish, I will give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, all will be yours. You better be careful about ambition for power. You might just get, but you'll be a slave for the rest of your life. Be careful, be careful, be careful. And Jesus answered him and said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. Jesus overcame the dragon. Jesus overcame the dragon in his blood. Say blood. We are free. Our witness or testimony is one of the three weapons of warfare that overcome the dragon as he roams this planet seeking whom he may devour. Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame him by what? The, by the, and they did not love their life unto death. Satan knows that his time is short. He knows that his time is almost up. And he is wanting to silence the church and to stop the church from witnessing, from sharing unashamedly the testimony that got him saved, that got him healed, that got him set free. We must not be silenced. We must not be distracted. So many people are in there into politics. If we do this, then this is going to change. The whole earth is controlled by Lucifer. It doesn't matter what they say. They can say they love Jesus all they want. But you know a man by the fruit of his life. And the problem in America, you're all so deceived into thinking that the guy up there, just because he says he worships Jesus, that he's the real deal. I'm here to tell you that you cannot get into that position unless you bow down to Lucifer himself. You cannot get into that position unless you bow to Lucifer himself. In America, in New Zealand, in every other nation of the world, there is only one way to be free, and that's through worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Don't you be deceived. Don't you be deceived. We must not be silenced. The witness of heaven must not be silenced and we must not love our lives unto death. 
We live in a world that has been deceived by Lucifer. The Bible says it. But the church, the body of Christ must not be deceived. We're called to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. We're called to be salt and light. We have to use these weapons, use these weapons against the dragon that moves to occupy the spaces of our family. Every day and night, my family, we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. You need to plead your blood every day and every night over your family. Every battlefield we go to in the world, we're protected by the blood of Jesus. Everywhere we go, in Hindu countries, Islamic countries, wherever God opens that door, we move and breathe and the Holy Spirit protects us and keeps us. There's something more important, family, than influence. It's called obedience. Obedience. Obedience to God's Word and to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Word says, guard your heart, say heart. With all diligence, Jesus says in Luke 8, 1, 5, He says, He talks about the guarding of our hearts. And, it's so, and at, right at the end, He cries out. The message this morning, it says, it's called Jesus cried out. Jesus is crying out in solid rock. Jesus is crying out to get a hold of His people. Jesus is crying out to us. Luke 8, 1, 15, now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him and, and certain woman who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities was healed. It says in verse five, verse five, it says, and a sower went out to sow his seed. Listen carefully. And a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the way and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it, and some fell on a rock, and soon it sprang up because it lacked the moisture. Listen carefully. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked it. But others fell on good ground and sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried. He cried out. He cried out. He cried out. Listen. He that has an ear to hear. Let him hear. He didn't, he didn't, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. He cried. He cried. He, he. <laughs> he wasn't sophisticated. He wasn't religious. He was like, He that has an ear to hear. Why? There's this desperate cry in the heart of God that it's possible. Listen, this is it. Ah, it's, it's possible for us to hear the words, to read all the words, but the word never to get it. Yeah. My gosh, I was talking to a friend of ours who, who, who's a pastor of a, a massive, massive church. And he's, we go there and he, he says to me, one of, my, one of the guys in my church was taken to prison yesterday. The police came. I said, what? Yeah, he's been hacking into the, into the uh, computers of young girls in our church. But that's, that's not the end of the story. This is in the youth group, right? And he says, I said, oh, wow, that's, that's just nuts. No, he says, yeah, but you know what's even crazy? See, he was taking naked pictures of, of their com computer. The girls had naked photos of themselves on their laptop. Jesus girls, girls in youth group. Come on, people. Girls who go to church every single Sunday. Girls who go to youth group all the time. These young girls have naked pictures of themselves in their computer and the young man hacks and takes them off and begins holding the girls for ransom. This is a guy in the church. What? In the church. And you might be sitting next to one. You just never know. Do what you want to with your life. But there are some things that set us up for slavery. If you want to do that, 
go for it. If you feel, I, I, but there are some things we do. We set ourselves up to be slaves and God came to set us free. And so whatever it is in our lives that we're allowing, that's controlling us, why? Pornography, why? Drugs, why? Addiction to food, why? The beauty that God has given us and He's placed boundaries and locations where so much of what we speak about is beautiful and wonderful. Why do we want to step outside His Word and be a slave? Jesus cries out on this day. He cried out, He's crying out this morning. He's crying out in America. He's crying out in every country of this planet. He's crying out, when you hear this Word, what does it do to you? When you hear this Word, do you believe? When you hear the witness, our witness, your pastor's witness, do we actually believe? Do we actually allow our hearts to receive the truth of God's witness in the Word? Or, 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 or are our hearts, are our hearts, the hearts of the ones by the wayside, or the ones on the rock, the ones on the thorns, the ones where, listen, the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches and pleasures have come to rob us? Or are we the ones with the noble and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bear fruit with patience? Jesus, can I have the keys? Jesus is crying out. Jesus is crying out. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. This album is not just a bunch of music. This album is prophetic. I have a prophetic mantle on my life that was released into me as a young boy. That's why doors open all over the world. I don't call myself a prophet. I'm not running around. I'm not prophet Mike. I'm just saying to you, there's anointing on me for the nations of the world to release this word, whether it's in song or in speaking. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying, let's all stand. Let's turn our hearts towards heaven. Abba, Father in heaven, sing it with me. I run to your presence, you are all I need. I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. I am accepted. You are my righteousness. I've been adopted. I am delivered. You are my hiding place. Oh God, so I run to you. I reach for you. Reach for him. I run, my Lord, into and I reach for you when shadows embrace my soul you light removes them oh leading me home leading me home my soul 
light removes them. Oh, leading me home, leading me all the way to you. If you're here today and you're feeling in your life and your heart that there's still some things that are holding you captive, the anointing. The Word is here to heal you. We would love to pray with you today.